Hello, and welcome to a special presentation of Harper Audio Presents, recorded at the American Booksellers Association's Winter Institute in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Winter Institute is a gathering of independent booksellers, publishers, and authors. I'm Anna Maria Alessi, and joining me today is... My name is Susan Burton. The title of my book is Becoming Miss Burton. It will be published May 8th, and the new press is my publisher. Susan Burton gives female parolees tools for rebuilding their lives after prison and advocates nationally for such support. She is the founder and executive director of A New Way of Life, a nonprofit that provides sober housing and other support to formerly incarcerated women. She is nationally known as an advocate for restoring basic civil and human rights to those who have served time. She's been a Starbucks upstander, a CNN Top 10 hero, a Soros Justice Fellow, a Women's Policy Institute Fellow at the California Wellness Foundation, and is the co-author with Kari Lynn of Becoming Ms. Burton. She lives in Los Angeles. It is my first book, and um, I believe it's a story that really needs to be told. So tell us about that story. What is the story? The story is about people searching for a better life, black people. My mother and father came from Texas to uh, Los Angeles with the, to the land, the golden land of orange blossoms and, and milk and honey. And they landed in the projects. Uh, wasn't any orange blossoms there. It's about my, my life. Um, and some of the experiences uh, that, that I had as a little girl that just shouldn't have happened to a little girl and um, how I um, worked through them. And I can say that, you know, option A might be um, option A and option B, never any choices, but how do I navigate these um, negative options? And I learned as a little girl um, how to do that, and that shouldn't be for a little girl. My breaking point was my son being killed, my son KK, being killed by a police officer. And at that point, I just my world just spun, and I was out of control drinking and using drugs, which sent me to prison. And there was never, ever any help for my grief, my anger, my rage. And um, so I medicated it, and that took me to prison. And while there, I met many, many women just like me um, with option A and option B, and neither one of them being good options. So finally, after uh, multiple prison sentences, someone helped me. And that help uh, allowed me to get on the path of healing. And it was a small gesture, wasn't it? Tell us what it, tell, remind me what it I was. I mean, it was, it was a one, uh, so there was a, a treatment facility in Santa Monica, the Palisades area. And they gave me a place where I could be safe, uh, where I could get uh, therapy. And I stayed there 100 days. You know, 100 days after all of these prison sentences. And it seemed, when I reflected back, it seemed so cruel 
Um, and, and when I reflected back, you know, it was like everything had failed me. Yeah. As a little girl, um, through school, it was, it was harsh. Um, and this place allowed me to get on the road to not only a recovery and not use a substance, but kind of finding my own power, sense of self and purpose. Mm-hmm. So that purpose being uh, creating safe houses across uh, Los Angeles for women who need a place to go after they're incarcer- incarcerated. Yeah, I mean, it, it, your story is that almost as soon as you were given just the bare minimum of attention and nurturing and, and encouragement, you immediately turned and extended that same consideration to other people. It wasn't like, oh, you tried to go you know, make a career for yourself or it was like that you go to the bus station where, you know, you know, young women are getting off the bus and you say, you know, can I help you? Yeah. It was, it was your first instinct. I'm always curious about those that are able to survive and those that are not. I, I, I know circumstances largely responsible for it, but I really have this belief in, um, in brain chemicals that some of us are, are, are born with chemicals that provide us with a level of resilience that the next person may not have. And I wonder if you if you agree with that. Um, I do um, uh, believe, I, I do believe that there is something in about and in, in, in some people that allow them to uh, have resilience and um, and are able to uh, pull themselves, you know, kind of up and and um, take advantage, you know, of an opportunity. And then there are some that are just, you know, not able to do that. Uh, some that, you know, can um, contract. I don't know, contract mental illness. Yeah, uh, they can stay bitter. Yeah, I think that. One of the most powerful things that I did for myself was begin to learn how to forgive. Uh-huh. And uh, not that, you know, I'm saying it's okay what happened, but to let go of the um, the need for revenge. And how is that taught? How was that communicated to you? Like somebody saying to you, look, you are going to feel better if you can accomplish this. How, how did they communicate that to you? So um, so I'm an AA and through the 12 steps, there's um, uh, an inventory that's written. And through that inventory, I was able to take ownership for parts I played in, in circumstances and um, and look at what others had done to me. I'm not saying that what they did was right, but um, we pray for the person who is sicker, who is sick. And so that allowed me to, you know, have a level of um, compassion and forgiveness for that person that has to do that to people. Yeah. Has to harm like that. And so then did did you turn around and and share that with the women that you were supporting? Did you is that I do. Yeah. I do share that, but everyone has to take the initiative. Yeah. 
to um, embrace that in their um, own recovery or or life. You know, it when you think about holding on to revenge and anger, it's like a deep dark a deep dark hole that never gets filled, and it can consume you. And I didn't want to be consumed with that. You know, I wanted to be, um, we call happy, joyous, and free, Mm -hmm. and able to be constructive in my life. Mm -hmm. Which you've clearly done. So tell us about uh, your organization, A New Way of Life. Okay. So A New Way of Life um, has five homes where we house women and uh, help them reconnect with with their children as possible. We've helped over a thousand women come back from prison and back into the community. And it's amazing. We have uh, 94 each year, 94, 97. Um, I think the lowest success rate we had was for a year was 87. And we create um, a, a home environment. There are, you know, three bedroom homes that we have around the city. One is four bedroom. But, um, Women are are brought there, and they're able to um, create a space, take ownership and uh, responsibility for that space. It's their house and begin to work, go to school, or um, meet all their their conditions of parole uh, or get their children back and uh, supported to to begin parenting and to uh, get a home for them and their children. We also, so a new way of life, I guess started with me in my little home. I was sleeping in the dining room, um, and now it has five homes. It has um, a legal department. We have six attorneys on staff. It has an organizing and policy department, a distribution center, uh, and, of course, development. So total, there's about 30 employees now, and I never, ever dreamed that um the a- the agency would would take off like it has never dreamed it you know i just thought if i could help a handful of women come back into the you know after incarceration come that, back to life basically that, yeah come yeah. back to life everything would be all right uh and i just saw the um the wall of nose the rampant discrimination and oppression and how everybody after after incarceration, everybody is pretty much pushed out of jobs uh, and other opportunities. So why write a book? What do you hope to accomplish or why? I mean, it's such such a difficult effort and it's such a challenge to to write a book. What, What motivated you and what do you hope the book will accomplish? Well, I think that um, a new way of life is pretty much a simple solution to a major problem. Mm -hmm. Mass incarceration in this country does not address any real solution. It's just a chokehold. And and women are the fastest growing segment of the prison system. So what I hope to uh, do is to tell a story that has a solution and I hope to be able to print books that are designed especially for women in jails and prisons. Oh. 
And uh, my goal is to, wherever I go and do a talk with the book, I will take books into a prison and get our jail and have a circle and give the women the book that they can, they can, you know, be inspired to think about what their life can be after incarceration. So I'm really excited about that part of it. Yeah, that is, that is exciting. Now that you've, so now you've written it and it's got its publication date. Has the act of writing and getting it published, has it changed you? I think what it's done is allowed me to understand that I broaden myself. Um, I don't know that it's, you know, changed me as a person, but it, it it's changed the a reach that I have. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. You know, I am contacted now from people all across the nation wanting to uh, wanting help with creating something like a new way of life. Yeah, that makes sense because, like you say, it's a, it's a very elegant and simple solution to a very important problem that seems like it could be replicated. Yes. It's not overly ambitious. It's yes. just, it's really quite, it's quite modest. It's, I mean, modest. it's very It's very powerful, but it's quite modest mm-hmm. in, its, in its approach. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I think it, it's just given me a sense of, um, uh, uh, of expanding my reach. Um, yeah. So when, tell me a little bit about how you wrote it? Like, did you set aside time in the morning? Did you have a writing partner? And and yes. when did the idea form that this was this was sort of the next step in your in your process of of helping women? Yeah. So um, I have this little documentary that was made by uh, Tessa Blake and Emma Hewitt called Susan, and um, some women got together in Beverly Hills and asked me to come out and talk to a group of women who were, um, that they were going to show the, the movie to. It was, they call it Tea and Empathy. Um, and they picked a new way of life for this particular Tea and Empathy. And uh, they, at, that, at, that, at that showing, at that viewing, uh, a woman by the name of Carrie Lynn was there, and she... Um, contacted me. She asked me for my card and contacted me afterward and, you know, said she'd really like to write a book, a story with me. And um, I asked her to send me some of her writings and we talked back and forth and I um, laid down a few boundaries because uh, I've tried to write this book before. Is that right? Yeah, so tell me about that. The um, I've tried to write it before, but the writer just had no um, ability to connect with the issue. Mm. She was, you know, really upper upper crust, yeah, and did not understand the plight of yeah. of the women, and and it almost felt injurious to me yeah the way she would prod and then i'd say you know i i can't um you know let's talk later no we got to talk now. i'm like no yeah interesting yeah, no. yeah but um carrie and i went about it pretty um uh, methodical i told her that there would be times that i would not be able to talk about it and that um uh 
I really wanted to be clear that, you know, my vo- my voice, my words were a part of this. So early mornings, late nights, and sometimes on weekends, because I was still running the organization yeah. full-time as the executive director. So we would talk um, whenever we could, and um, I would send her uh, certain certain um, areas of, of my life. Uh, she would put it all in, in, and then we'd talk through it. And then we'd also meet and talk, and then I introduced her to a few people in my life, and um, it and all got did, put together. How long did that process take? Um, I think we had the first the first uh, draft in about um, about fifteen months. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. She was able to pretty much dedicate full time to it, and the um, new press gave us support for it. Yep. So, yeah. So now. So we we did we wrapped it up in about eighteen nineteen months. Yeah, and now you're about to birth, birth the baby. I'm about to birth the baby. Yeah. And so, how are you finding? So you're here at Winter Institute, and I imagine you're sort of at the start of all of the publicity and and work now. The, the different kind of work that goes into trying to drive awareness of any book. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you finding that? How are you finding the publishing industry and 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 the effort? To um, to sort of like I said, to sort of drive discovery of this book. We yeah. publish a lot of books every year. Yeah. So um, I'm finding the uh, publishing industry, and when I say the only person I know is New Press, so I'm finding them very, very um, um, smart, um, thoughtful. Um, very realistic and very, very, very supportive. It's been a great experience. I'm so glad to hear it, yeah. Yeah, it's been a really great experience. And, you know, as a new way of life, as the executive director and um, probably like the only formerly incarcerated woman who has kind of charted out, I, I, I have been sort of on a kind of circuit Speaking about the organization, but this just will be more, uh, I think, intense. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're right. You you have all of that experience. It's yeah. not like you're somebody who's never been on a publicity jack. That's yeah. that's a good point. It's like yeah. you've had to shop from the rooftops to get the attention and the support right. for the organization. So now it's going to be for the organization and the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. So you're mm-hmm. ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. You know, I was a, a CNN hero. Okay, there uh, you go. And um, been on a couple of shows. And, yeah, okay, yeah. And, and I speak at university, so it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's just going to uh, step it up. All right, well, congratulations, and thank you for all that you've done. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. All of the books you've heard mentioned here are available at your independent bookstore. And if you like what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to Harper Audio Presents.